Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Justin Nixon. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome! Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, today on the show, we have my good friend, Brian Urban, the one and only, motherfuckers. Uh, Me and Brian have known each other for a a, a while now, a very, very long time, it seems. He was uh, the original vocalist for Deathlehem, which is how I met him, and since then, you know, he has become the vocalist for Supervoid, done some other things that we're probably going to talk about throughout the course of this conversation, and yeah, he's just a really good dude, and I'd been wanting to get him on the show for a while, so I'm glad we finally made it happen, and you'll get to hear it in a moment, but before we do that, I gotta do my self-promotion, masturbatory bullshit for you. If you are new to the show, and new to me in general... You can find me at The Real Sykes on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, just at The Real Sykes. That's how, that's my handle. Uh, and the podcast itself also has a Facebook page, which you can find if you go to the search bar on Facebook and just type in Start the Beat with Sykes. You could also find me on iTunes under Start the Beat with Sykes. And any other podcast catching thing that you might use, like Stitcher or a program like that, just type in Start the Beat. You'll find me. Subscribe. Rate and review the show. It helps. If you fucking care about helping me, help me out. Please. I'm struggling. That's not true. I'm being a little exaggerating. Let's just back it off a bit. Okay. Last but not least... The show is part of the Epicast Network, and without further ado, let's get into my conversation recorded live at Black Forge Coffee House with the one and only Brian Urban. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! fine it's good to have you on the show it's good to be here bro you know i've made a i had a list of people when i was originally starting the podcast two years ago right who would be good who would be good to talk to <laughs> and you were on that list yeah and it's just That's never never, bumped. never got to you until now I was, <laughs> hey there's a lot of people in the world there were yeah there's a lot of i see I your podcast you have i want to talk to i want to talk to everybody i want to talk to jason eventually we'll talk to you eventually we'll see. Buzzy won't do it. I mean, he probably would, but, you know, he just doesn't like to talk. <laughs> That's fine. Ashley was on. So, you know, this, this whole room is official, I guess. It's a cool place. I like this place. Have you ever been interviewed before? Uh, I mean, not not counting job not interviews. Like, no, uh, 
Let's I think talk maybe about for like, a band thing once. I can't remember. Oh, if really? Was. Yeah, but I can't. I couldn't tell you the context of it. Like, like it was, was like a sit down like interview now. with like strangers. Like, you want to so be in what, our fucking band? What guy? do you want to get into? Yeah, no, no, just like not, not, not like a bit. No, I mean like, like I think uh, an online interview, but not in person. <laughs> like a group chat. Yeah. <laughs> like I was never like they don't want to see me face to face. This fucking guy seems weird. Fuck this guy. So, like, how does that work, though, with a an interview on a, just like, what are you into, man? What bands do you like? Yeah, like, what do you got, what, what influenced you? It was like the standard 10, 20 questions. When was this? Uh, it was like a year ago for Supervoid. Oh, is that how you got into Supervoid? No, 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 I'm not saying, no, no, it, I'm not saying it was, a, I'm saying that they interviewed the band and I was part of it. I'm not saying it was a b- interview to get in the band. Oh. I mean, okay. I've had some weird like band oh, thought, tryouts, I, but no, okay, no, 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 I thought it was an interview to get into a band. No, 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 no. Okay. No, that's mostly like, do you, do you want to do something? All right. Okay. And that was the like, context of all my bands. <laughs> you guys I, want to drink? I get okay. it now. I get it now. Yeah. Okay. I was hoping there was going to be some really awkward, funny story about like the first band you were ever in. I mean, no, I have funny, awkward right, stories. Let's go there. So the first band I ever in was Deflehem. Oh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. There's plenty of stories. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. One of them is here now. Um, <laughs> no, you know, like that that band pretty much started out as like a. I mean, it was a. I, I don't know if he, JT talked about this. I know he was on a podcast before, but it was a joke. We did it for a Halloween <laughs> really? party. Yeah, really. Yeah, we um we were like, <laughs> our friend Jeff was having a Halloween party, and they were like, we want to do something because I always would hang out over their house, and I would say like, you know, I just drink with them and like jam or whatever. They were in different bands, and they're like, do you want to make like a metal band? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, do you want to sing? Okay, and then. uh We'll play at Jeff's party. But then the costumes and all that shit didn't come until down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was Halloween. Like, we did, we were like, let's do something like Guar. And then we were like, well, let's do Vikings or some shit. And then just it, <laughs> it built it into. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Prior to Deathlehem, did you have any experience singing or doing vocals no. at all? No. I. <laughs> the only experience I had of vocals was like um, singing in my basement, my parents' basement. <laughs> To what? Like, it's 2 a.m. to fucking Slipknot. And uh, <laughs> I remember I remember there was like a <laughs> – my parents bought me this picture of like a neon panther. Like it was like a black, black light <laughs> panther. And I used to like punch it <laughs> to get amped up. Because <laughs> I, I would have to sc- – because because back then it was like I'd have to scream and I, I would mess up my voice. So I'd have to get amped up. I didn't know how to do it properly. So I would just get pissed and I would just punch this fucking panther in the head. And I was like, Yarrr! you know, like a, I shouldn't yell. We'll mess up the thing. Where is that poster now? It's probably still wrapped up in my parents' house. I think you need to get that poster I'll get back it. out. I didn't have a black light. <laughs> I don't know why they bought it. But it was just this like ominous panther. <laughs> oh, no, it was going through your head the first time you were like, I need to punch this poster. I just like how old were you? Oh god, like 16, like 17, 15, 15, 15 yeah, okay. yeah. And I, I used to, yeah, I was an angsty teenager, but I wasn't like like lashing out, like I wasn't like dressing inappropriate, like fuck you, you know, like that. Kind what of else thing. were you into, like besides Slipknot? Um, at the time, oh, oh, uh, uh, I got big into uh, at the drive-in. Okay. Uh, Relationship Command. That was like a big album for me, and then uh, Local H. Which is like I know an odd contrast. It's a weird trifecta. It but is. I mean, it makes sense with. It you. was like, it, like, but I knew like, like in what genre? Like, okay, I like this and this genre, I like that. But like, I when I heard Slipknot, I heard I heard spit it out on like a public access channel, and I I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. So then I started looking into like heavier stuff. I, I listened to Fear Factory a little bit before okay. that. 
but was yeah. Slipknot the big gateway heavy band for you? Slipknot or Fear Factory, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Obsolete was like the first like big album purchase for me where it was like the heavier stuff. That album's awesome. Yeah, it is really good. It's still good. We sing it every day. They, people won't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking like my imaginary friend over here. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who? Did who? you bring somebody who? with you, Brian? <laughs> we we are for... I, I will... Eh. I was going to say, I'd probably mention this in the intro. What's that? But we're in front of a live audience. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Everybody... Yeah. Whatever. We're just Sweet. hanging out. That's just us. That's cool. <laughs> the... Um, Back to music and the yeah. shit. Uh, what do you remember? Maybe like what the first album you ever purchased was, or first, first al- uh, the first CD I remember. Yeah, because uh, I had cassettes when I was a little kid. But the first CD was Silver Chair Frog Stomp. Okay, and I because I bought it at oh I bought my first CD Discman at the uh, <laughs> Expo Mart at some like big event. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like it was one like, of those like electronic trade shows. Yeah, or some like shit. they always yeah they always had like these big sh- trade shows out there. Like yeah, deals for one dollar. You know, like that monster truck voice. But um, yeah, Silverchair Frog Stomp was the first CD I bought that I actually got into. It's still a pretty good album. It is really good. So do you think some people, you know, as they get older, their tastes in music change and they kind of abandon what they listened to when they were younger? I don't feel like I'm like that and I don't think that you're that type of person either. No, not so much. I mean, there's still... there's some uh, new metal bands that I don't listen to as much. When I was a teenager, oh, there's yeah, still, yeah. There's still there still are some bands I do listen to. I mean, like the, the general core of what you listen to, though, is pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's definitely bands through my time frame that I try to go back and listen to, and I cannot understand how I ever <laughs> thought this stuff was okay. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I had... I remember when I was a kid, I had... Uh, what was it? New Kids on the Block cassette. Okay, I, I had that on a cassette, and I haven't listened to them in a long time. <laughs> I had I had them. I had MC Hammer, and uh, I had the uh, <laughs> I had the single to Cops, uh, Bad Boys. <laughs> I had that on cassette, and uh, Rex and Effect, Rump Shaker. Mm-hmm. Just these are some of the just come to mind. But, but that's uh, like all still stuff. I can I still like you to it now. To. Yeah, like I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to it now. But if I'm drinking, I'll be like, yeah, I'll put that on. <laughs> Why not? I don't re- revisit the past. So, little Brian Urban, aside yeah. from listening to Silverchair, yeah. what else were you into? Video games, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah, it hasn't stopped. I, I was, I was, <laughs> I've been into video games since I was like six. I, my, my, my dad told me that uh, I used to go to arcades and I would pull up a um, uh, chair and I would just sit and look at the games. They didn't even like, back then, I didn't even need money. I would just stare at the screens. Okay. And then, and then my dad will say, like, it's when he figured out he needed money that it was all over. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it hasn't stopped. I, I've always been into it. Like it's, it's always something that's interested me. It's always on my mind in the back. Yeah, because of my mind you somewhere. do a lot of stuff with gaming now, like online and yeah. aren't you involved in some like gaming podcast? Yeah. Or some, I, and now I some am. Yeah. Nerdy bullshit. Yeah. Some people like eight people listen to, but yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I try to do the Twitch thing. If I can, I, I do this podcast thing and I, I just try to keep up on what's going on in gaming because it's like, because I never got a job in it, at least I can keep in that like area, you know? Is that what something that you wanted to do? Uh, when I was a kid, okay. yeah, but then when I grew older, I realized what you have to do, like program and shit like that, and I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> have you ever tried computer programming? N- I mean, n- not really. It's a nightmare. <laughs> but you I mean, you could do it if you want. I could do it, but I don't There's want to. There's people without legs in the Olympics, and you're going to fucking yeah. sit here and complain to me about That's computer true. programming? I got. I almost got in trouble for using a handicapped bathroom today, but that's another story. <laughs> we won't go into that one. 
Uh, the, it was um, close by. So what do you what do you do now as an adult outside of playing in bands and stuff like um, that? Um, just what's your, uh, what's your day job? Just I'm briefly. an IT guy. IT. Yeah, I, I I've always been attuned to like computers and stuff. So, yeah, I, I um I worked in probably IT for like the last ten years or mm. close to it. Yeah, and like doing that and just yeah, that's pretty much it. And just hanging out with friends, doing the, became a musician in like what was that oh eight or something like that. I think when Def Jam we started. Yeah you know, going around. I always wanted to get into it, but I never uh, had the guts to like, I don't even, I didn't know how to get into that. I didn't know how to like push myself into it. I didn't know if I was a talented singer. Or I don't know if I had any talent in any kind of musicianship. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been doing that for the last couple of years. It's really, it's really interesting because you're a pretty dynamic vocalist. So <laughs> Thank it's, you. it's really neat to me to know that there isn't much of a background from that. And then it just kind of like came from like punching a panther and just no, listening to metal. <laughs> a lot of it, dude. I honestly like, and I, thank you for saying. I, I'm I'm really humble when it comes to my like what I do. Like I I don't like to. I really enjoy doing it. So when people say they actually enjoyed it, like surprises me. It actually it legitimately does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think a lot of the, the 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 range or whatever came from just singing different types of music to myself, whether that be like power metal or heavy metal or rock or you know whatever. But I think also that I just lost my train of thought. Um, we'll go on because I just lost my train of thought. The, the, yeah, the range thing. I, I think that oh, it's doing impressions. I'm sorry. I I, I always like doing impressions of people's huh. voices and stuff okay. like that. So I always try to find like what tone I had to put my own voice to hit the tone of whatever impression I was doing. That's a neat. Uh, it's I, I think I think that's part of it. I think that helped train me other than screaming in my parents' basement for hours to, to hit like certain tones. And I know like, okay, if I need to hit this pitch, I have to try this. And so it's, it's just like, if you like maybe get like a certain singer in mind and it's like, I have to impersonate yeah, that vocalist. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like, well there's, I mean, there's obviously the singers I can't impersonate just cause I can't hit that tone. Cause I'm, I'm a big dude, but like, um, I always found myself attuned to like Mike Patton or like Ozzy Osbourne because I'm a very nasal voice. Uh-huh. I I knew that like there's elements of those voices I could say okay I'm similar to those because I, I actually in Superboy I got a lot of um, uh, comparisons to Ozzy just because I have a very nasal voice when I sing high. So I I think it is yeah it, I I took what I could get hit closely and I just try to focus on those elements to try to like see if I can nail them and just try to build it from that I guess that build my sense. own voice. So now where you're at as an adult working IT, you have a lovely woman in your life Mm -hmm. and you have a house and all these things. How is balancing all of that bullshit? No offense to anybody. (laughs) They're all great people and your house is nice. (laughs) I've been there. It's great. Thank you. But uh, with that and like the music thing, was music something that you ever, when you got into it, you were like, fuck, maybe like I want to pursue this or was it just like, I kind of always want this to be a hobby and I'm going to focus on other things. I I always, um, I always enjoy doing it, but I always put it in the back of my mind that it's almost impossible. It's really hard to make it a career. Yeah, it's hard to, to make a living off of doing that, and I know there's people out there that do it like day to day, and they're just busting their ass. So I I was lucky enough to that you know my folks helped me like I lived at home I could go to school, I could do the music thing as a hobby for myself, and if, you know if something came out of it that would be great. But I I never made it like this is priority one like I this is the rest of my life because I knew that how hard it is to do it out there like it's like it's a one in a million shot and people yeah. say that time and time again so. Yeah, I understand. That's I mean, it's again, you going back to 
you saying that you're like humble as a vocalist. I just think you're a pretty like humble, rational person. When I'm a humble in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, tried I, to be I've never there. really seen you in a bad mood. <laughs> he has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, anybody. It's very, it's very rare. Everybody gets in a bad mood. So it just seems like you have like a pretty rational head on your I try, shoulders. Yeah, I don't like even. <laughs> I think about this too, like on Facebook, like when people post shit like about their lives, like like oh, I'm having a terrible fucking day. Yeah, like, send me them likes. You know, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I want people. I usually post funny shit because I want people to enjoy, like enjoy their day, man. Like. It, because at the end of the day, I mean, you could feel miserable, but why would you want to do that to yourself? Like, yeah, like light, you may be in a shitty situation in your life. I mean, in any case or, you know, for whoever, but if there's little things that can make your day a little better, then why wouldn't you fucking do that? Like, just, just, I, I'm not like raise the sunshine. I'm not like going all hippie on you, but basically. No, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah like, like if, if there's ridiculous shit always makes me laugh. So if I can share that with somebody and they can get the same kind of enjoyment, even if it's just a little bit, then I I feel great about it. But I, I feel great about seeing people. Like you're smiling right now. You're a big so you're old smiling right teddy bear. Now. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I mean, you are uh, a a joy to be around. Usually, pretty funny. Thanks. Uh, is um, have you ever thought about like? comedy or doing anything like that people, is that something you're into some people told me to do the comedy thing like i should do like open mic or something but i i don't know i i think i'd have to write it out like i could tell stories but my mind is so um add that i can't keep on one track sure like i'm probably be jumping around a lot on this podcast but um if i wrote down my material i maybe could do that i just don't know how people would uh, receive my material like sometimes uh, Leanne uh, my fiance she tells me I always go too far now that that, <laughs> <laughs> that might just be because of her line like maybe that I'm just going past her line maybe but uh I I, I think I might have a tendency to do that for like the normal everyday Joe uh -huh. or Joette um <laughs> <laughs> Jolene yeah um but I I think I, I people have told me that. I, I just never gave it a shot yeah you, you do like cross uh the line yeah a good bit i mean I, it doesn't bother me none and most of the people that we hang out with it's uh how does uh leanne take these sort of things whenever she, you she um <laughs> go past she, the line it's always the same reaction she goes because she's a very nice person she is really nice and yeah. you're, you're nice too but yeah but you're, my you're a little weird rubbed, sometimes it's yeah. rubbed off on her <laughs> okay it has, because she just watched videos of me there, there's still some where i see um, I, I like Fail Army a lot. It's a channel on YouTube where people are just doing either falling or getting hurt or something like that. And it always makes me laugh. And she'll watch with me. I'll go, watch this. And a guy will fall down a set of stairs and she'll go, is he all right? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he fell down some stairs. That's great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming he's not dead because they uploaded the video. Yeah. Because there's probably a lawsuit involved in that if they did. So yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean i i do get called out on that a lot like she'll just be like brian just you, you take i'm here and I'm, I'm holding my for the podcast i'm holding my hand in the air yeah you go here and then you take it to here and i'm just like it's my nature I, it, my dad is 10 times more goofy than me okay and that's where i get a lot of it yeah from. i was actually going to ask you about your parents because going back to you being a humble person and yeah. stuff like that. I'm assuming that you have to either have like pretty like good, decent parents yeah. or parents that were just so fucked <laughs> so up gone. that you became it's like kind of a normal combo. as a result of 
I mean, my yeah. But I'm it, glad it's the the positive. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, my my mom, she uh, she's totally on cloud nine. Sweet sweetest lady you could ever know. She's she's a hairdresser. Um, you know, if you ever were to meet her, she'd be like, oh hi. She actually wanted to come here tonight. I don't know why it, something happened where she couldn't make it, but I was like, you really want to come to this? You want me to tell these stories in front of you? And she's like, I don't care. So, <laughs> um, my dad is like the best way I could describe him is he, he looks just like me. He talks when I go, hey, what's up? That, that's him. That's the way he talks sometimes. But basically like he, they're the sweetest people, man. He, he, a neighbor of mine told me once, um, like took me aside and said, you know, your parents, you know, they, they, they go out a lot, they have fun, you know, but they are the sweetest people. You know, like they, you really couldn't meet any like more like warm type of people to make new friends. And I think that rubbed off on me a lot. That like I got that char- charismatic charisma, whatever you want to call charismatic it. Charismatic charisma. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> so, band I'm forming it with. Sounds uh, like a really Gina bad Smith band. <laughs> <laughs> next month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it rubbed off on me a lot from them. Yeah, being social, I guess. Understood. Understood. <laughs> I get that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so what else is you're up? drinking some Kraken? Yeah, it's my favorite drink. Well, it's my favorite alcoholic drink. <laughs> no, it is, uh, actually, it is my can favorite. Can we just drink. leave it? At, it's your favorite. It's drink? It's my favorite drink. Yeah, it's really good. Um, <laughs> I bought the bottle when it was. Uh, I was in the liquor store. I used to drink. Uh, I'm, I'm a rum guy. Uh huh. And I drank uh, Captain Morgan and um, uh, Sailor Jerry stuff like that. But I saw this bottle. Just you know, I was like, oh, that looks fun. I'm like, that's a really cool bottle. I'll just buy it and try it. Mixed it up. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> it was it, this stuff is fantastic. I I can down this stuff like nobody's business, which is probably bad for my liver. But yeah. Now, um, going back, sure, get back on course. Yeah. Bethlehem. You yeah. were in Bethlehem for some time. Yeah. And then you left Bethlehem. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, we had just finished our first tour outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, sure. we were playing like little towns outside of like nearby. Mm-hmm. But we did our first like week long tour. And I, at the time we just ended the tour, I just got a new job. Like I was being, I was working on a help desk for like four years as an IT person. Right. And I had just gotten a job as like, you are the IT guy. You're in charge of this engineering company. You're going to be it. And that made me fucking like nervous. Sure. Like scared, right? So there was that. And it was the fact that at the time in the band, um, JT, the drummer who pretty much like, you know, did the podcast run. He, he pretty much does the business end of death. At least he did at the time. It's might be different now. Probably the same, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he, um, said, you know, next year we're going to do two weeks, two and a half, maybe whatever weeks, you know? And I had to think about, my relationship with Leanne and burning all that vacation time that she would want to spend with me going somewhere. Cause I had a build on that relationship. I mean, we were just probably like maybe two years in at that point, maybe sure. something like that, something like that. But I, I had a, I had a lot to think about and with the touring and the commitment, it, it made me like come to a, a stop and say, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I can't commit this much time with my job and my relationship yeah, with Leanne. Yeah. I hate to put her on the spot like that because I, I, you know, it's it, I don't want to make her feel like she's responsible or anything. Well, but no, in my no. life, that at that moment, that was a big thing to me. Well, that, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing when it comes to as you're getting older and you're starting to absorb all these responsibilities. Sometimes you need to make sacrifices right. or uh, compromises. Compromises, you know? yeah. So that was, you know, definitely it a, would, a it mature was, decision yeah. on your part. 
<laughs> I guess. I mean, like it. It well, the good thing is, is that I'm still friends with all these guys. Yeah, and still participate in some way. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in one way or another, right? We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, in we'll a talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I feel lucky that I can still be a part of it and remain friends. Like it wasn't on like a, a bad blood kind of thing where, like, I had to cut all ties. That kind oh, of. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, still do stuff with those guys. Yeah. So one of the things that you do do with them is you are a part of the videos. Yeah. Which I think is famously. Yeah. Or infamously. In, in, infamously. Yeah. Uh, so let's... I don't really know if there's... See, the, the hard thing that sucks about doing podcasts with, like, good friends and people that you talk to all the time right. is it's like, this is shit that we've talked about a, bunch a of billion times. times yeah. It's always hard to find things to discuss but i want to make this you know interesting yeah, get for a background people yeah that sure don't that, that don't know who i am yeah, or that are gonna listen are to curious. this i don't know why they would be <laughs> but i guess they're so listening. i mean like what's it like get it for you like getting into like these ridiculous characters i guess even like when you were in Bethlehem, like yeah. you were obviously in a character a character then. yeah and then when you're in these videos you know you play these different really goofball characters and yeah <laughs> it seems like very effortless for you. Like you just like it, it's your, you, your shame factor is very very low. It is. <laughs> I, I feel I feel more comfortable being someone like a ridiculous character than my actual self. Sure. In terms of like performance, I guess. Like because um, even in Super Void when we're when we were when we're playing, um, when I'm on stage, like I still like get energetic and stuff, but it's nowhere near Bethlehem because in Bethlehem I'm wearing a fucking leather armor and I'm wearing bracers and I can put paint on my face like people know this is going to be absurd yeah. and therefore I can just take it and, and run with it you know what I mean whereas like in Supervoid it's just me <laughs> like sure people like, looking at me yeah you know I have this like this issue where it's like whenever I'm performing sometimes I get this idea in my head that like, I'm going to go off the rails right now. Yeah. Like mid set. Like I'm like, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And with Sykes, it doesn't matter. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Cause it's my thing. But when I'm with gray Walker, I have to take into account like, okay, I'm at this metal show and there's right. all these metal people that want to see a metal show. And while I don't really give a fuck what they think and what they want to see, you they might not necessarily it. like take the band seriously if right. I like go off the rails on some real goofy tangent. Yeah. And I catch myself doing shit sometimes at Greywalker sets and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Or maybe I should. I don't know. Well, how, do, you how, ever, do you ever think about yeah, that? Yeah, no, like I Super do. Void? Actually, I, I do. I do think about that. It's like that. the people that are going to be listening to like Supervoid. It's probably like, like an older crowd it of is. like it's a very stoner metalheads, stoners <laughs> yeah. type of people. And yeah. It's like they're not going to want to see you like goofy and jumping around. But it's like, fuck, if you're feeling it, why can't you just let that out? Yeah, it, it, it's weird. Um, I was just at a metal show uh, like a weekend ago or whatever that was. Uh, it was uh, Enforcer. It was an yeah. 80s metal band. There was a couple other bands there. Uh, Warbringer. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm there and I, I really enjoy Enforcer. I love that 80s metal like shred stuff. But at the same time, it's like there's these four guys in the pit just like hair whipping. <laughs> and then there's just everybody else. Just standing around, go like doing that slow nod, and I thought to myself, and this happened in Supervoid too, where with Bethlehem, it's like because everything's so over the top, it's like 110 percent of ridiculousness that people want to get more goofy. I think they feel more comfortable doing that. Maybe a more, and, and it's also a metal show thing too. Yeah. But with Supervoid, I would I would play shows, and people would just be standing there and like nodding their heads, and I, and 
and in my head, I'm worrying like, are they actually like liking this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a big worry because it's like you don't know. But you know, when people clap at the end of the song, it's like, are they? <laughs> it's always the second guessing. Are they just clapping to clap because they're there, <laughs> or do they actually fucking like what I just did? It, it, yeah, I mean, I I do second guess it a little bit. It's like, but you can only do so much. Like you can you can act goofy on stage. Now some people that. Uh, let's say for Supervoid, like if I were to go nuts and just like jump around the stage and stuff, there's some people that would take something out of that and some people that wouldn't. You never know what kind of crowd you're going to get. It, it's varied, especially if you get put on uh, shows with a lot of different types of bands. Yeah. You never know what you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, you can't make everybody happy, especially when it comes to metalheads. Yeah. It's just like... I don't know what they want anymore. The elitist metal, <laughs> elitist metalhead mentality heads. is like my least favorite thing in the world. The meathead mentality, would you call it that? Elitist. Elitist, okay. And you know, because it's like, there's this thing with like listening to metal and it's it's like kind of like this unspoken camaraderie of like, you know, like we're, and not, not to be tacky, but it's like we're outcasts and like we like yeah. weird shit and it's like, why would you like subdivide that even more and be like, you know, the weird metal you like isn't as cool as the weird metal I like. It's, it's like, always been that we, way though. Yeah, I guess it has. It just... It's always bothered me though. Like if you even look back, like like Metallica when they came out, like um, how how he would tell it. I, I watched like the the Metallica behind the music, whatever. We said like, you know, we play these shows and there would be dudes with Metallica patches and they would turn their backs and flip off the other bands. Like like it's that diehard mentality. Like this isn't fucking hard enough. I, I don't know. Like I think as you get older, I think it's part of getting older. Maybe. I mean, granted, there's still some older people that still believe that kind of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. You know, as you get older, like I've I've gotten definitely more open minded to different types of like music and stuff, so I'm willing to give more things a chance. I mean, it seems like you always had a pretty diverse taste in music to begin with, though. A little, I mean, yeah. I mean, like it was like maybe I still it talk have... shit a lot, but <laughs> that, was, that was part. Of, that's everybody does that, though. Yeah, I mean, it's of course, but there's a certain level of talking shit. Yeah, you know, and it's, I just can't understand how there are some people that really only listen to one specific like set of music, like. Like I only exclusively listen to doom metal. Like, yeah. how can you be that person? I just like, like man, I'm not. If, if you are, that's fine. But I just, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, there. I, I think that like, if you are not willing to give other, I, I personally got bored. It's like if you listen to the same kind of stuff all the time, eventually it's just gonna grow stale. Sure. And, know, and and then there might be a little variance you could put on that. Like you could like okay, like like uh, like I liked um like the sword we were just listening to that earlier but then i wanted to hear something with that heavy guitar so i think i i found torch and torch was like heavy but it was also poppy it was driving and that really like caught my ear and like so just elements there's yeah, elements I of think stuff that, you know it doesn't bother me that there are people that only like one specific like very niche genre of music that doesn't bug me yeah it just bothers me when people go out of their way to make to, other people feel bad to like talk shit on stuff that they don't need to unnecessarily yeah. what's why why bother i it may be insecurity i i think i think i think that a lot of people that believe a lot in a band feel like it's take it to heart and, and that's fine like you can take it to heart like you can feel like this is a big part of my life but they automatically go on the defensive like they have to defend it like it's like it's a son or ch like a child of theirs you know what sure. i mean yeah, and, and and immediately they're like well this isn't as heavy as this you you got to come with something better than this or it's not like this and it's like it's almost like the matrix where it's like this fake world <laughs> where it's you get so used to it you got to be shown the truth sometimes you uh -huh. know you you know get pulled out and you see a bunch of machines and shit <laughs> 
if you haven't seen the Matrix yeah, I, already. I, I, that, I don't know. I just that mentality's always bugged me. Even something as simple like somebody's like, oh, like. You know, like I could just casually be like, hey, like, you know, before we came here, me and Jason went to Chipotle. Yeah. And then some guy out of nowhere is just like, you should go to fucking Moe's. <laughs> like, why? Why'd you even? Bring, why? Well, probably because of the diseases. <laughs> Everybody's still scared. <laughs> Although I, dude, I made the Chipotle. Like I, I went back because we, we took a little sabbatical when the, when the, uh, the, the, the I never bi- left. Well, you should. Oh, that's good for you. I, 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 I got scared. I got scared for a minute, and then I was like, oh, it's Chipotle. I can't leave. <laughs> Go back. But I did. I was, like, eating Moe's for a while. But, I mean, they're right. It's funny, because right downtown where I work, there's yeah, a Chipotle and Moe's. Yeah, yeah, right. They're right next to each other. Wait, was the guy, like, standing in the middle, like, a crossroads? Was he, like, Caron against the River Sticks? Like, please come over to Moe's. <laughs> Do you remember whenever uh, that this is completely off track, but it has it not really, but whatever sure whenever that chipotle opened up downtown the yeah. Moe's had all the smart ass signs in the window i missed that what did they do they, 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 they like, had like signs in the window like why pay for chips that were like it was facing chipotle's windows <laughs> so if you're like sitting in the window at chipotle eating your food you could look over and see all these smart ass signs i think uh, chipotle is like <laughs> it's funny we're talking about chipotle chipotle is like big draw was like the fresh ingredients like everything's fresh everything's clean here like you can get the this this cow was washed with the the soap of gods <laughs> before we cut him up and cooked him up for you. Come over to Mexico's finest Chipotle. Mo's a funny story about Mo's. Uh, it was actually the the most depressing employee I've ever seen. Uh, we it was the Mo's and Robinson. This is like years ago okay. before Chipotle. I, I, they weren't around at that point. Um, they, there was one like one or two kids working. And you know how when you walk in the door, they have to say welcome to Moe's to everybody? Yeah. This guy phoned it in, man. He was like, uh, Rick from Death Ham, if he hears this, he'll love this because I always tell him this. Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> it was the saddest <laughs> fucking. And it was like, we were like, Jesus Christ, man. Go work at fucking Sheets or something. Well, Sheets wasn't down, but. my uh, I always wonder if people who have worked at Moe's for a while, every time they hear a door open, if they like as a jerk reaction, say, welcome to Moe's. Yeah. Like, even if they're at home or I did something. that once. Not welcome to Moe's, but uh, I, I was playing flag football. Okay. <laughs> and I used to have to say, I don't know, I think I told this to somebody. I used to have to say, help desk, this is Brian. I still do it at my current job. But I had a countdown to like seven Mississippi on the line before I rushed the quarterback. My brain was so hardwired. <laughs> By the time I got to seven, I went, help desk, this is go blitz. <laughs> What? My brain shut off, dude. <laughs> I, that's the only time it's happened in my life where I involuntarily said something for my job that, that creeped into my normal life. It just like freaked me out. Did it? That fuck you? Yeah, it, it did. <laughs> so like, see, like, I, see, I'm about the ADD shit. See, I'm like going in circles right yeah, now. Yeah, it's fine. Trust me. Okay. The the episode's probably going way better than you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. The um now. I feel like we'll just kind of keep going back to your uh, time span as a musician. Sure. As we get get sidetracked. Let's let's get pulled out of the rabbit hole. So, you know, you you leave Bethlehem. Yeah. And then eventually you end up in Supervoid. Supervoid, We talked about those differences and stuff. But now, like, what is up with Supervoid? Because I know that it's kind of like, who knows? No no one knows what's going on. No one knows what's going on. I'll drop the ball. We're we're on on, a break. Break, yeah. Um, 
what sucked is we recorded back in February a split coming out soon on Ripple. Um, and I hope they don't hear this first before we tell them because I don't think we told them. You, can, you don't have to cut this. I don't care. At this point, I don't care if they hear it. But basically, we got the, we're, on a, we're on a record label, but we told them, like, you know, we all work full-time jobs. Like, we, you know, we have families. We can't tour. So they said, okay, do a split. Do a split with another band. We'll put it out. We'll see what happens. Okay, that's awesome. Did the um, recording back in February with Matt Very, who I know is your buddy. And he's everybody's Matt buddy. Matt Very. He's a good dude. Is this studio done yet? Yeah. It's close to it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm recording a split there the first weekend of February with awesome. a with a punk band. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we did it at Matt's place, <clears throat> finished it. It's finally coming out, actually, and what what's like today, January twenty fifth or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, um we got word from the label that they just got the tracking number for the vinyls. So hopefully it'll be out next month. Oh cool. And we're gonna try we're talking about doing like a, a listening party. Kind of like because we're going on break, it's like if we get our friends. You don't want to play a show. We can't. We haven't practiced in a couple months. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I know. And it, we had we had pretty much like four or five songs like that weren't recorded that were like well I'd say four or five but two or three that were like close to being done like they were ready to go man and you know we just kind of have to visit it later if we can but uh, yeah we want to do like a listening party and get our friends together and just kind of do it here yeah. Yeah, we might be doing Black that. Forge. Yeah, we are in Black Forge Coffee House right Black now. Black Forge. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a turntable right there. You could play the record on it. That's true. You yeah. don't have to do anything. You just have to bring it. And we could just buy beer and just bring it in. It's BYOB because we were gonna buy beer. That was the other thing we were gonna <laughs> BWOB. <laughs> As I say, but the cow, the bag, we're gonna buy beer for everybody. At least we want a little bit, <laughs> enough that we can afford. No, you should. You yeah, should. and just have all our friends out, or whoever is interested in the band, and just come out and just you know have fun. Anything else uh, musically on the horizon for yeah, you? Yeah, there's a couple things. Um, I got a, a project with uh, Jeff from Deflehem or Jeff Lehem, if you don't know him. <laughs> uh, we're working on something in the background. We don't want the cat out of the bag just yet. Okay. And uh, I did. Um, I'm doing a project right now. It's it's in the works. Um, I, a couple months ago for Halloween. I did a cover show as the Hives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Bengt from a- a- Action Camp. He he's doing Sound of the Moose now. I think he's still doing that. And um, he wanted to do. There's a, some kind of thing where you have to put together an album within a week, or something huh. like that. It's like a punk. It might be a punk thing. It may be not a punk thing. But uh, we were talking about doing a. Um, <laughs> we're doing. A, we want to do like a punk type band, but we came up with two different band names. We're trying to come up with band names, and we came up with uh, Saint Dude and Riff City. <laughs> And we like them so much, we're going to split them, and half the album will be St. Dude, and half the album will be Riff City, and it'll be two different bands. Hopefully, if that all works out. We're just kind of like talking. <laughs> we're actually in our first practice on Sunday, so they, they, there's a lot of good musicians in that group, like the guys I did uh, the highs with. Um, one of them's um, Vinny from the um, Semi-Supervillains. Okay. I know he's playing out around here a lot, and um, all, all talented dudes. And they're already working on ideas they had, so we're going to try to implement them in this uh, little project. Cool. So, I mean, like it seems even though you are... You know, you work full time mm-hmm. and you have all of these adult-ish responsibilities. Ish, you still, yeah. you still Strong-ish. take a lot of time to maybe not a lot of time, but enough time to indulge in like your personal life and yeah, your own little hobbies with video games and yeah, and your little singings like and your punk bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad thing. I Leanne can attest to that. It's like it's. I play video games probably way too much, but it's just part of who I am, man. I, I really enjoy it. And then the music thing, it, you know, with if I, 
because Superboy taking a break, I still want to remain active somehow. Like it doesn't have to be a full time band, but if I can do something in music and try to create something, that that'll just make me happy at the end of the day. So. Now, what's like? Because I guess you do like online gaming. Yeah. Right. That's something that I never got into. Uh, I with me in video games, I really haven't gamed like hardcore since like high school honestly um like ps2 was the last system that i had that i gamed a lot on yeah i bought a ps3 and played through that really awful final fantasy i think it was 13 is it's when they started the going one with more lightning like victorian victorian anime style yeah 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 yeah. And they lost me after that point yeah um i i did play through that but Long story short, I just yeah. never got into online gaming because it just wasn't. I didn't. Ha- I didn't do PC gaming. Yeah. Did you do PC gaming when you were younger? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, well, the first thing I ever had was a uh, Nintendo. I, no, I, I take that back. The first thing I ever had was a Commodore sixty four. My dad got it. It was a uh, Commodore sixty four computer. The games would take a half hour to load, twenty minutes, half hour. You need to like type in all the. You like, had to type shit, in right? commands. Yeah. I, I didn't even know what. Th- I was six years old. I didn't know what they meant, but I memorized it so I could load the games. Mm-hmm. Because uh, because our somebody in our family pirated a bunch of like Commodore sixty four <laughs> games, so I had a whole like spool of all these games, and like some of them wouldn't work. Yeah, and, and I used to I, I I don't know if you know um like piracy at all, but basically like um if someone pirates a game, they they put their like their logo at the front of the game, like the, whoever like group pirated it. So I'd, I'd see all these like pirate flags on these games as kids, and I had no idea what it was. It had like phone numbers on it, like dial R B B S. I had no idea what that meant until I grew up because I realized what all those terms meant. But yeah, like all my Commodore sixty four games were pirated. I had no idea until now. Okay, yeah. so um, you've been <laughs> online gaming since yeah. like I don't know, you were younger and stuff like that. Around that, yeah. Do like what? I don't even know what questions I really want to ask regarding it. It's just that I've never done it, and I don't I. Personally, don't see the appeal. It, um, I think that's why I never did it. If was, you back when like back when consoles like PC gaming has always been kind of cool about that because if you're if you're playing online as a PC like in the early days mm-hmm. like there weren't as many little kids on there like screaming their heads off or like acting like douchebags because <laughs> a lot of people it was just enthusiasts it was like people that were into it um, and it kind of went up that way until console when it first came out like when xbox live first came out or ps2 first came out with online it was actually really cool because a lot of people that were gamers like me just wanted to go online and play other gamers like but then as it grew in popularity you started getting all these kids that just love to scream their heads off people that just love to shove their headphone into the microphone and play rap music like it just became does that happen oh yeah dude a lot (laughs) Dude, it happens. There's so much racism on online gaming. It's abs- I mean, that's on the internet too. But in yeah, online gaming, I, it's absurd. I, I've never, I've never been. I've never, like I said, I've never done any online gaming. I've never been around people when they're playing games online. I'm yeah. so like, it's weird. I'm surrounded by a lot of people that play a lot of video games, but yeah. I just don't engage with it. And I had no idea. I mean, as I've gotten older, it's and um and Jeff can attest to this is that you you become more of a close-knit group with the people you know because you oh, know yeah, they're fun to play with whereas if you're meeting randoms it's like you can still kind of it's hard to do it at random if you're joining the game but if you go on like um reddit like subreddits and communities or message boards you actually can find some good people to play with but if you're just jumping in with randoms dude it's it's really hard <laughs> it's really hard to meet somebody that's not like screaming in your ear or acting like a douchebag is that ever 
like on the flip though, is that sort of environment ever fun to like just go onto a game online yeah. and just like freak yeah, out? Do you ever be. do that? I mean, I've done it. I've done it a few, <laughs> but I was drinking. I mean, I, <laughs> um, there were, I, I, there's one memory I can remember. I was playing Halo 2 and um, some little kid was like screaming his head off. Or no, he ke- he wasn't screaming his head off. He kept saying like stuff that no one cared about. So every time he talked, he would be like, hey, you know, like I would go, like some worse code. It pissed him off so much that he finally quit and and everybody else had a good time. So yeah, in that respect, yeah, it is it is kind of fun to mess with people. And I don't do it often. I mean, maybe if my friends around, I'm just being goofy. I will, but for the most part, I just like to be cool, with everybody, and have a good time. Sure. Now, um, do you? It's like it's for yourself as a gamer. Do you yeah. have like? I'm assuming you have some like nostalgia towards older games. Yeah, and things. Like I mean, do. we've all been to yeah, fucking conventions gone. together and stuff like that. Well, in your band, Colt. I mean, yeah, Gray Walker. Yeah, he and I. I mean, we're good friends, but we we talk all the time about that kind of stuff. I mean, he's he's in that Pittsburgh retro gaming, which he got me into, like the group. But once you start looking at the prices now of trying to obtain older games, they're kind of absurd. Yeah, I mean, to an it, extent. Yeah. yeah, like well, yeah, to an extent. I mean, if you look in like the last five years ago, maybe. Like if you were to go to the exchange, there's they've skyrocketed. Since oh yeah, then. sure. And it's just from people saying that you know the numbers are rare. I don't know if there's like some kind of market boom for like retro gaming, but it, it's like skyrocket for all these prices. And it's like it, it, I, I wanted to get a Dreamcast. Okay, I actually um, scored one from the uh, bootleg store in Dormont, the uh, Ninja Entertainment. I don't know what they call <laughs> yeah. themselves now. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like all dirty. I cleaned it up. It was like, he's like thirty five bucks. I'm like, give me it. That's awesome. But then I looked at one of my favorite games, which is uh, Shenmue, which is an adventure game on there. Mm-hmm. And a, I went to them in the exchange. A copy of that game in the exchange cost $45. Now, when you're considering that a game that just came out a week ago cost 60 and even then, like a game a month before that cost $40, it, it's kind of hard to pill to swallow. Like, you, you're... You're buying, but I mean, I guess in the same way, like <laughs> they're treating it like antiques. But it's an antique you can actually play. I don't. You're not gonna sit on a chair that you bought that's like 300 years old. Yeah. I mean, maybe you will. You'll break the fucking thing to shit. But <laughs> that's what you want to do with 300 dollars. But yeah, I guess it, it's it's getting harder to um, play a lot of older games, especially like the the greats. Like cl- people are making them into collector's items. Okay. Like if you like, like let's say you just wanted to play Shenmue, right? Like. What if you just want to play the game? You don't care about the, the case being in pristine condition. You just want to play the game. It's like three discs, pop it and go. You still have to spend like $40, $45. Yeah. And that's kind of that's harder for people that that don't have that kind of money to want to play those older games or they can go emulate them if they want. <laughs> yeah. There's I mean, always, it's, it's, you know, there's always that. I mean, fine the line. one thing with me in game collecting, I can just relate it to record collecting. Yeah. In the sense that it's like, you know, there are people that will go out of their way to collect sealed video games. Yeah. And it's like, why because it's it's stupid to me uh it's just like the same thing that people i know that collect uh sealed records yeah or they want to have like one copy of every different color a record was pressed on and it's like i guess i get that but it just seems useless to me i never understood the sealed thing i collect it's like i collect records because i want to listen to them but i don't need to have multiple copies of a different record or have ones that are unopened just so i could be like i have this in pristine condition it it's useless at that point yeah but you're not even enjoying it i mean if you're enjoying some people i guess enjoy it like i don't understand either that they're looking at it on a shelf like i have it 
it, it's pretty much that mentality. Like I have it. No it's one like else a dick has swinging it. Thing, yeah. yeah, it is. It really is. You're like like buffing up your car with like extra stuff or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's gonna happen no matter what. But I, I was never one of those people that that I bought the thing and I would just wanted to sit there because it's funny. Like uh, I just bought. I'm wearing actually the the jacket from a video game right now. It's called Evolve, <laughs> and they um they have these action figures that, um that were on sale on their website for five dollars. Like it was like their Christmas sale or whatever. Yeah. So I bought them for my desk. I just wanted to sit on my desk at work. But I got the boxes and um our one coworker Bob also bought them, uh, a friend of ours. And he's like, I'm leaving them in the boxes. I'm like, why? I mean, number one, they were five dollars. So they're not that collectible, dude. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, do you really want to just have them sit there? Wouldn't you want them like you could just play with them or something? I don't know. Like make them do different like moves or something, make them look, look cool. If you're gonna buy the thing, why not enjoy it? Like I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that whatsoever. Or like those people that um, just buy like uh, limited edition um, stuff where it's like gold plated or something like that. It's like, yeah, that, that's cool, but you have to use the thing. Yeah, you're gonna probably ruin it. So why would you buy the goddamn thing gold plated? <laughs> Some people are into that stuff, I guess, man. Um, so online gaming. We kept on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> online gaming. Uh. I don't know. I don't <laughs> what know. is there to say? I mean, really, it's a bunch of assholes getting online. <laughs> They're done with work or they don't work at all. They get on. They shoot each other. They call each other expletives and derogatory words. And then they feel great. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's online gaming, man. I mean, like some uh, there are actually some communities that like, oh, the best are the uh, role playing ones, man. Like the actual people that act like uh, uh, in MMOs, like like Warcraft or uh, um, even like space games, like Elite Dangerous. Like people talk like they're part of it, like they're characters. And it's not something I never got into because I just start laughing. But I I respect that because at least like they're living their fantasy by like talking. That shit like, is wild to me. I am Gamdorf, Grindolf. You know, like like. Uh huh. Yeah, I just made a mac and cheese for dinner. Oh no, actually, the funny thing about. <laughs> So I mentioned that I, you know, I hadn't seen much online gaming, but I did have a friend who lived downstairs from me in an old apartment building that I lived in who played Warcraft. Yeah. And I was just bored and I was like hanging out with him one night and I was watching him play and like he got on his fucking dragon or whatever and the dragon starts flying. He's like, all right, I'm gonna make some food. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's going to take me like 20 minutes to get to wherever I'm going. It's like, you have to wait for that. Yeah. Like, really? I'm just like looking at the screen watching this shitty dragon fly. I'm like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. And he made his food and sat down and just waited. There's a game <laughs> called... Like, what? I bought this too. It was on sale. There was a game called Euro Truck Simulator 2. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, have you heard of this? Yeah. You're basically a European truck driver that you have to drive your routes and make money. Now, granted, it's not in real time. Although I think that's a feature. Well, like, there's also... There's a game... Another game that... uh. I think I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it, but I know the, the all the, the the entire game is just uh, like, sitting on a bus. Yeah, it's sitting on a bus, and the point is you have to drive your route to like Las Vegas. It's and Desert back. Bus. Yeah, yeah Desert P- Bus. Penn and Teller made it, or at least they were their names on it. Yeah. Well, no, well that before Penn and Teller. Yeah, there's. Well, no. Here's what happened with that game. So Penn and Teller made a Sega CD game called yeah, okay. Penn and Teller Smoke yeah. and Mirrors, and yeah. all the games were were to mess with people like there was one called psychic gorilla that you could uh it would tell you 
what the game was going to pick. Like it was basically like a, a crystal ball um, with a gorilla behind it, and it would say the game would tell you what you're going to pick, so that you could trick your friend into thinking that you're psychic. Because the game would, you know, it would play like a game, but it would automatically pick the card that you picked or whatever the, you know. So it, it was little tricks like that. So Desert Bus was a game that you had to drive. Was it like eight, nine hours? Yeah. From Detroit to Las Vegas, and you couldn't just let the bus sit because the bus would drift uh-huh. over the side of the road. So you have to move the D pad. Yeah, you have to like or- continuously be moving. You can't even yeah. like just like trick the controller somehow to, it's like yours it requires constant you have to move, yeah, motion, you, yeah you have to be aware of what's going on so it be it, it was just like a thing they made to mess with people but then they started like people started getting into it and like making like charity events like seeing marathons people have went like 48 hours playing desert bus straight back and forth <laughs> yeah but no but it, it, what's cool is like it's all for charity so it actually get, like people get money but but yeah otherwise i'd say they're wasting their life because <laughs> i don't understand that but yeah the um, ADD. so uh, I don't know. Like, you seem like you're usually my my good at my best episodes. Okay, are with people that just don't have it figured out. But it seems like you've it figured out. So this and is it, your worst episode. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. not <laughs> I'm not saying it like that. And it's it's. I find it hard for like me to find anything to really like. Again, you I, know, it's always hard because. It, you know, we I see each other so much. And yeah, like, I mean, we talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I don't have it figured out. I, I know at this point in my life, like, what makes me comfortable. But there's still things that... There's things I want to pursue that usually come up in happenstance. Like, sometimes I can make them happen either by talking with friends or, or making my own, like, project. Whatever you want to call it. But usually it's just things that come up that I just like to go with the flow. Like, oh, yeah, let's give that a shot. Or, oh, let's, let's try that. And I, I've always kind of been that way. Like, um, <laughs> Leanne will tell me that uh, she has to plan everything ahead weeks in advance. Like, it, just because of her nature, like her own nature. But for me, it's like, if if I can, like, go out, like, if something happens at a whim, there's a good chance I'll, I'll give it a good thought. Like, I'll go, okay, maybe I can do this. Yeah. Just because, like, and I hate that fucking phrase, YOLO. <laughs> I do, <laughs> but dude, like if you think about like, you know, <laughs> the existence of us as beings, as like organisms, like and and th- shut up, Jeff. <laughs> I was drinking Kraken. I'm talking about life. Um, if you think about us as like our personalities and like what we do day to day and like what we enjoy and and don't like, it's like you really have to step back at the big picture a while and just like look like okay, like. What what am I doing with my life? Am I comfortable here? <clears throat> what can I do to try to push that forward? If it's not, uh, if I can't achieve that, what can I do to get close to that? Or where can I to make myself, you know, happier? And that's that's kind of what I try to do. I mean, I, I, I'm not always successful, sure, but I I, I I think I think about it a lot. If there's like one thing that is there anything that you've always wanted to do, like try <laughs> doing that you just haven't done? Yeah, I want to go Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> I don't know what I do there I, I, I just want to have fun I, I want to have fun man I meant like more like uh, like structurally in your life like, like oh like like create something or yeah what yeah I, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> that's just a short term goal um, long term goal I just want to keep making music man I, I, I like making 
I like creating things. I, I even though I'll second guess myself and I'm thinking I'm not the best at it all times. I do like to create stuff because I think it's very interesting to see how people react to what you've come up with. What you know, and if if they don't react to it well, or you think you didn't do a good job, like okay, how can I improve on that? Sure. What can I why, change the next why time didn't they like it? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've always been like that too, where I've never been hurt or upset by criticism. Yeah. You know, I, it's just more of a thing where if somebody isn't into what I'm doing, yeah, trying to understand why, and it's like you know maybe I'm maybe that person's right, or maybe they're not. Yeah. But Let's learn. I, I was thinking about this in the last couple of days. Um, I don't know if this applies to this or not. It kind of does. That I, I'm really interested about the movie, like a couple of movies I've seen lately. Not lately, but in the last couple of years. Like um, There Will Be Blood or uh, Nightcrawler. Have you ever seen any of those movies? No. Basically, I mean, it, There Will Be Blood's about a guy who um, struck oil. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, you know the premise. Mm-hmm. And Nightcrawler is about a guy who. I know. Okay, you know the premises. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> basically. I like seeing the lengths that people will go to to be successful, whether that's for their own self gain or the gain of others. I find that fascinating that people will go to like these lengths to get it done. And and even like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, as much as people hate that fucking guy, like he, he fucked everybody over, but he also made millions of dollars and he was okay with it. And that fascinates me. Like, like I, I don't know if it's so much like a moral thing as so much like the drive. It's the drive and the energy that like really like like spins the wheels in my head. Like, like what pushes those people to do that? Yeah, I mean that kind of goes back to the beginning of the conversation where you know we were talking about um, computer programming, yeah. and I made the shitty joke about people in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But I mean that's true. It was a good joke. It's just like it's not really even a joke, but it's true. You know, it's like. If you want to do something, you'll do it. You know, I feel yeah. like I was actually, um, I had a friend, his name's Jack. He was, um, he used to play in a band and he hadn't been playing in a band for a while. Um, and he got engaged and, uh, moved to Ohio with his fiance and like his family was from there, but he was in Pittsburgh for his birthday and we were talking and stuff. And he was just like, Hey, you know, like I miss doing music. I haven't been, you know, what's, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, like if you want to do something, you'll make it happen. Yeah. And then like just talking to the mic, yeah. Yeah, and then then, you know, he ended up uh joining a band and stuff like that that ended up going on like tour all over this the country and stuff. And I saw him a few months later and uh after the fact and he told me that like, yeah, like whenever you said that to me, it like really made me think about it and that's how I ended up like joining this band. And it's like, reflect. "Oh shit, now you're more successful than me." God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it was good to know, but it, it's, it's like again, yeah. Drive is everything. It is, it, and I and um going back to bands and like drive and energy. That's something that, especially because I, I was thinking about this on the drive over that, um, I liked about your your psych sets because it, it's not only it's not only a presentation. Like you're 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 very energetic, you're very energetic what you're doing, but there's also like a whole presentation to it. You can tell it's just that it's not just someone standing up there just spouting out what they've done like you you put energy into it like and i love to see that in live sets it's something that i always look for when i see live music that i like to see that people that actually i I know they believe in it but i like to see them show that you know what i mean like i like to see people like actually get out there and do something like interesting 
maybe go beyond what they thought was just like your normal. Okay, I have to stand up here, do two moves, and I'm done. Sure. Like just re- like what comes into their mind to react to whatever music they're making or whatever they're creating. That that's just always like blows my mind. I think that's why I like Dillinger Escape Plans one yeah. of my favorite bands to see live. I you know it's funny I saw them in um uh with Diesel back when Diesel had shows uh-huh. yeah. And I was uh, I was sad. And no one like crawled on the rafters because I kept hearing stories. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. Granted, um, Ben, uh, the guitarist, he got up on the um, like the pole, like the little steel like uh, guardrail, and he was walking on that plane. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. That's cool. But aside from that, I didn't see them like jump on the crowd. So I wonder if like the club told them like don't do that. Yeah, you Give figure like, it's hard. You know, it's night to night. You know, maybe they went super super hard the night before. And that's like, true. They like, might oh, be like, like, I almost fell 20 feet. We still have, you know, 10 dates to play and we're contractually obligated to play these days. They're playing maybe, it safe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't, like, you know, do I anything mean, too crazy. That's funny, though, because they're, I mean, you have to wonder, though, they're a band that's built not only on their, their um, craziness of their music, but the randomness of their shows. So you have to wonder, like, if people are, like, again, this is, comes back to the expectations, like, the crowds and stuff like that. You have to wonder if, like, people are going to that show or thinking, man, they're not as crazy anymore. Oh, yeah, I don't I mean, want to see them. I've seen Dillinger a bunch, and I've seen really, really crazy Dillinger shows yeah. to, like, uh, Greg being in the middle of the floor at the Rex Theater breathing fire. Yeah. <laughs> to, like... Very very tame shows like where like you know like the I was they're probably, still going yeah. they're still going nuts but they're not at the same level that they were going. I just yeah. think that it's different every night. You can't go. They just might not be feeling it that night. I remember just like even at the Strip District Fest, because um, I played the Psych set, and that was like a pretty intense set. Yeah. And then a couple hours later, I had to play again with Grey Walker. Yeah. And I was just like. Oh, like I felt like was I was it, did, already did you like, feel like drained? I felt like I was just like so beat up already. But <laughs> I was also like super super jazzed because I was like did the crowd amp. It's like up? a weird like mixture of feelings, but it's just like even in that like one day, it's just yeah. like being on tour, going that hard all the time. Yeah, it's just like it has to be hell on your body. I mean, I I definitely on the first Bethlehem tour learned that I can't drink every night. <laughs> Not only because of my energy, but because my voice was shot. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I, oh, that was. Pa- I listened to some clips of myself, like like later on, like people filming, and it was painful. I'm like, man, I fucked up. <laughs> I had this guy the other night um, before uh, I played a psych show here at Black Forge on Saturday. Okay, and I was at Colt's house prior. Colt from Greywalker, right. And I was eating a sandwich, and Colt had his friend over, who I guess has done some singing in his life, some vocals. I don't know. He was like, "He's like, <laughs> you're playing a show tonight, right?" I was like, "Yeah, I was eating my sandwich." He's like, "Man, I, c- I could never eat bread before I play a show. It messes with my voice." I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, man, just like the carbs and stuff. I just can't eat bread before I sing." I was like, "I never thought about it. I never thought of that either." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've definitely it's like what I, I I've definitely made sure like I never <laughs> I never eat like a whole big sandwich before the day of a show only because no because I, I it'll sit in like a brick in my stomach and I'll be up there feeling like I I have to poop uh-huh but I don't want to poop on stage <laughs> um but uh that actually almost happened on one show <laughs> where I ate like oh do you want to hear this story? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, okay, let's close so, out on a story. All right, we'll close out on this story. So in Bethlehem, we played a show in uh, West Virginia, 
it was at a place called oh God. I, I can't remember. It was a. It was in downtown Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, it had two floors. Okay. I. I it was like. I want to say, was that it? Okay, yeah, that was it. Because they had a yesterday's, stage upstairs. Says yesterday's, and, and they have a and, and there was like a, a fucking <laughs> punk band playing in the front. St- okay, so anyway, I, I, yeah, I ate baked mac and cheese at Rick's house before we went, which was a bad choice on my part. But at the time, his wife made it, so I was being nice, and it was mac and cheese, so I'm not gonna pass that up. So we get on the road, we get to Wheeling, West Virginia. Uh, DM and I, the guitarist, we. Um, we had a few drinks and we were like, well, there's a lot of bands playing. We're not playing to last. Let's go look downtown. We're walking around Wheeling downtown. It looked like fallout. It was like apocalyptic. I don't know if you've ever been to Wheeling, West Virginia downtown at like 9 p.m. on a Friday night. I have not, no. You don't want to go there. Well, I, and I'm sorry if anybody from Wheeling is hearing this, but you know them, right? Uh, <laughs> there's nothing happening. We found like some like weird uh, restaurant having like a dance club thing going on. We, we just laughed and went, walked back. So, this point I have to go to the bathroom. Okay? Like it hit me. Like it's just like ground zero. I have to go. So yesterday's I, I, I they have two floors. The bottom floor, I walk in the bottom floor, I look in there, there is a toilet in the corner, which someone is pissing in, and there is literally a bucket on the other side. I'm like, okay, that's not gonna work for me. I go upstairs. I accidentally walk I, I also checked the mail uh, men's room. I accidentally walk in the in the women's restroom. There is no seat on the toilet. And no toilet paper. So I grab JT. I say, hey, man, I got to go find me something to wipe with because this is going to happen, man. This is going to happen. I can't stop it. Please <laughs> help me. He runs back to the van, finds me wet naps. I'm like, perfect. I mean, not per- not perfect, but it'll work. So go in the bathroom. I literally have to fucking squat like I'm in the woods and just fucking just mayhem, dude. Just mayhem happening. Okay? Come out. JT goes, you all right? I go, come in here and look. He looks. He's laughing his ass off. I, I said, I used your wet naps. Thank you for your help. So he starts pulling in random dudes to come see the damage I've done. <laughs> because there's no fucking seat on this. And it just looks like, yeah, it just looks like spray. So one dude, uh, it was a brother of one of the pants. He comes in. He starts dry heaving. He runs in the men's bathroom where you hear him throwing up okay. in, in the other room. Uh, he's throwing up, uh, and 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 I have this on foot. I have a I have a secret YouTube video of this. Not him throwing <laughs> up, but of like people's reactions. Okay. So there's a private YouTube video. I only sh- I only show it to my close friends. <laughs> I've never seen it. I I'll show I feel it to like you. I'm missing out. No, you're, you'll be included now. So yeah, that the same night I almost got um, uh, someone almost. Put th- Sprayed a fireball. You know, like people do fireballs. They chug the and they they do the lighter yeah. and they spray a fire out with their mouth. I almost got fireballed in the face by some random like uh, dirt bike rider dude because he was doing him in the crowd and I'm I'm hammered at the end of our set. So I'm like, come up here. He puts me in a headlock and does it right next to my face, dude. I can feel the singed eyebrows on my uh, face. So that's that's it. <laughs> Is that, that's where the story was going. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, really, the story ended with me like spraying and like wet napping. Um, I don't know any other good. Well, I mean, that's that's good enough. Is that good enough? Yeah, I think. Oh, I have a yeah. Well, they won't be able to see that. I have a sticker of Donald Duck on my uh, hand. Leanne put it on my hand yesterday, and I said I'm not taking it off because I'm going full Donaldcation here, like dedication. It's a play on words I made up. And then we're in day two, and look, look at—he's like halfway peeled up already. I've, I've showered with him, I've washed my hands. 
He's not doing well, but we'll see how long he goes. All right. <laughs> then you can take a picture of that and put it as the podcast title or something. Oh, you already have that picture. Anyway. Well, thanks for <laughs> taking the time. <laughs> what is this? What is this madness? I don't done? fucking know, man. But we is anybody going to listen to this? I mean, I know oh, you have a lot of people. People will listen to really? it. Really? Yeah. Uh, wow. We're going to listen to it. I don't know if they'll listen to the whole thing, but they're going to listen to it. <laughs> if you're still with us at this point, Come to my house. Come say, I will shake your hand. <laughs> I don't care who you are. You could have, like, sex crimes. I don't care. Just I'll shake your hand. <laughs> I, I'm just shaking their hand, though. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, but they got caught, and they're like, they have to go around, like, shaking people's hands in the neighborhood, you know? Like, admitting, because they live there. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> thanks for coming. To, thanks, thanks for, for coming. having me. Thank, thanks to... Uh, <laughs> Thanks Black to Black Forge. Forge. And thanks, thanks, everybody. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're Thank done. you. Thank you for having me. I, I've, been, I've been wanting to do this. Good. I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Brian Urban is a good, solid dude. One of my favorite people, if I had to be honest with you. I really like him a lot. was really glad to finally sit down and talk to him, get him on the show, you know. Uh, the new Super Void release is finally out. It is available. So, you know, be sure to go check out Super Void on Facebook. Bandcamp, whatever, pick up a vinyl record if you're into that, or stream the album on Spotify, YouTube, things like that. It's really, really good. Friend of the show, Matt Very, uh, recorded it, and it sounds fucking awesome. The guys write awesome songs, and yeah, check it out. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat, 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.